This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Well, some would call this a case of corporate welfare, and it has caused a storm of outrage all over the Internet. The federal government, the liberal federal government, is giving Loblaws, Canada's largest grocery chain, $12 million to retrofit their fridges to make them more energy efficient. The government defended the decision by saying the money will go to upgrade systems at 370 stores and make a big dent in their emissions. Detractors argue that Loblaws Hay is a massive corporation that makes hundreds of millions of dollars and they can afford to pay for their own upgrades. Remember, this is the company responsible for the recent bread price fixing scandal. People on social media are wondering, hey, what about my fridge? I'd like a new fridge. So what do you think? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And we are going to Ryan Malo, the Director of Provincial Affairs for Ontario at the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. And Lord Laura Babcock, she's the president of Power Group Communications. Welcome to you both. Hello. Thank you. Hi, Brian. Let's start with you. What's your take on this? Well, we're hearing the the same sort of things from our members. It's just a tremendously disappointing move from government uh, to be helping out a, a major wealthy corporation uh, at a time when small business owners across the country are still in wait and see mode as far as the help that they're going to get uh, in taking on the carbon tax. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, what exactly are, are people saying? I mean, are they kind of gobsmacked by it? Absolutely. I mean, there are 4,000 independent grocers across the country. There are, you know, restaurants with refrigerators, butcher shops. Everybody would like help in terms of, you know, having a, a more energy efficient refrigeration or helping at that. It's a major cost. Uh, and so to see the government handing out the money to, you know, one of the biggest, wealthiest companies in the country uh, was incredibly disheartening. And was there some kind of application made? Are you familiar with how exactly this came to be? Yes. Yeah, so there, there was an application process for the grant. And it, in fairness, it was open to small businesses. It was open to municipalities. It was, it was open to a bunch of different groups. But the feedback that we got on that process was twofold. First, we were told by a lot of our members that you would need a consultant to navigate the red tape. So you'd already have to be as big as Loblaws anyway and have a department dedicated to applying for this uh, to get through it. Second of all, we had a member that uh, did make it through the application process, only to be told that the impact would be too small. <laughs> okay, so, you know, this doesn't surprise me at all, the red tape and the consultants, $1,000 a day consultants or $1,500 a day. Uh, uh, yeah. Laura, uh, what kind of, uh, would you say, is the PR impact of this $12 million? Well, the big problem with this is that it's not unusual for governments when they want to launch a new policy to take a big, high-profile company and do a photo op. That's not unusual. It's often meant to say, hey, look, 
the big guys doing it, you know, it's good for the environment, it's a good policy, and now you should do it too. That is always the way governments like to go. However, there's so many PR mistakes with this. Not only is Loblaws not seen right now as a good corporate actor in this country. We went through the revelations of the, of the what, 14-year bread price-fixing scandal. Yep. And then there are allegations now about tax evasion. There's their unwillingness about, around the minimum wage and, and how they treat their employees, and people are very upset about that. There's the personal wealth of the family. There's the profits that they generated in the last quarter. So this is not a company that you want to be standing next to at this moment, even if it is going to make a huge impact on the environment, the equivalent as the government is saying of taking 500,000 cars off the road. Great. Good that it's making a big impact, but you don't stand next to a company who's got their own PR crisis when you're dealing with your own headwinds at the S&C-Lavalin affair, where Canadians are already feeling like the Liberal government is making too many compromises to their ethics in support of large companies. So this is just terribly bad optics, very poor timing. <laughs> and, and I, think, you... I think what's important for people to realize is that the federal government typically would give out $26 billion in corporate welfare. It's not unusual for them to prop up sectors and to push policies. The problem is the way that they've rolled this out, who they've rolled it out with, and the time in which they've done it. And, you know, all the things that you have mentioned, Laura, are on the minds of our listeners. So I'm going to take a call from Clay in Ajax. Hi, Clay. Damn, she said everything I wanted to say, Libby. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> on top of the SNC Lavalin deal, I mean, uh, this year, $12 million to Lavalin. Uh, it's a joke. And like uh, Laura said there, uh, the fact that uh, they were uh, price fixing the bread and so forth. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, what's the world coming to? What what uh, what's the government thinking of? Like it's it's totally ridiculous. And and I mean, look at how much money we're paying for gas now. How much has gone up just in the last week? Well, yeah, that's because of the carbon tax. I know. Like it's totally ridiculous. I mean, I don't know, Mr. Trudeau. Uh, I, I don't know. Anyway, that's all I got to say, Libby. But uh, Laura, you got every right. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of people, I, I, I don't want to bring my personal stuff in here, but, but, you know, there's a, a law blah in, in my neighborhood that I don't even want to shop there, but it is packed all the time, no matter what is extremely expensive. And, uh, yeah, I don't think you get what you should be for your money. But anyway, uh, that's a whole other story. Let's go to Victoria in Toronto. Hi, Victoria. Hi there. I just wanted to say with regards to the Loblaws thing that I'm disgusted by it and that I'm going to be boycotting the whole Loblaws family of stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is insane that they should be getting our tax money for freezers. This money should be used for, you know, important things. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. those those fridges are important, but why should they be getting our tax money? That's what I'm saying. Like. Yeah. The, that's their business. That's a company business, important thing. And that's for them to run the business. They get tax breaks and all kinds of different things. You know, it shouldn't be coming from us. Uh, okay, Victoria, thank you for that. Thank you. Okay, uh, Ryan, well, there seems to be a lot of support out there. What, what do you see happening next, if anything, you know, in terms of the small business? Well, I mean, right now we're, we're still focused on where is the help coming for us? I mean, if you've done your taxes already, or you're about to, uh, and you're in Ontario or Manitoba, New Brunswick, Saskatchewan, you're going to see a rebate. If you're a big corporation, you know what your help is. Meantime, small business is paying 50% of this thing, and we don't know 
what the money that's been earmarked for us is going towards, if it's going to be a rebate, if there's going to be program financing available to us. Um, so right now, it, it's just a, another frustration with the government putting big business first uh, and not considering the small business owner. And what would you like to see? What would your druthers be? I think more emphasis on the small and medium-sized businesses across the country. I mean, the the carbon taxes, I mean, as the, the callers have pointed out, gasoline prices are up, home heating prices are up. The hit is already coming. Uh, at the very least, consumers and the big guys know where the help is. Uh, what we'd really like to see is the government finally turn its focus to small business owners uh, and talk about how they are going to navigate the carbon tax. Okay, let's hear from Alan Brantford. Hi, Al. Hi there. I'm going back to the last Liberal government. They made an announcement with a, I forget how many hundred million dollars, to go out to businesses to train and upgrade their computer systems. That was the announcement made and the time came. At about five after 12 o'clock of the night, all the major banks and corporations had qualified for it. How they did it was, Cretchen said afterwards, they qualified branch by branch, office by office. Uh, I, uh, you know what? I don't remember that, so I... You can Google it if you want. Okay. By, 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 by dinner time the next day, there was just so much on the, on the uh, radio and television going on about it. And that was, that was the Liberal Party's answer, that they qualified, the banks did, branch by branch, not as a major corporation. They were small business as branch by branch. Well, they're not small business. Okay, Al, thanks. Let's yes. go to Jim in Hanover. Oh. Okay, let's go to Jim and Vaughn. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. Please go ahead. Yes, a very quick question. Is It'd be interesting to find out how much the Loblaws of the Western family gives to the Liberal Party each year, especially at the time of elections? Well, there are limits on how much they can give, but that's a good question. I bet a lot of people are asking that or thinking that. That's basically what I'd like. I hope somebody looks into it, the same as all the big corporations and the Trudeau's family's connections. It would be very interesting because we saw the holidays that he takes with some of them. Okay, thanks for that. Thank you. Right bye. Uh, Laura, would you say that Loblaw has to do something about this? It would be in their best interest to say, you know what, we were pleased that we were eligible for this grant. We are committed to the climate. In fact, they are apparently giving, you know, millions of their own money towards re- retrofitting some of their operations. But for them to say, but given the response from Canadians, we don't need this $12 million. We will continue with the program to retrofit these fridges, and we're putting that money back into the pool so that other businesses can, you know, get into there and to try to apply to get it. And so I, that would be great if they did that. I think it's a small, tiny, tiny amount for them to pay in terms of a goodwill gesture, and often in public relations, all the spin in the world doesn't matter unless there's some sort of an action that some, that people can measure. That would go a long way for them. In many ways, like after the, bright, the uh, scandal with the price fixing, they gave a bit of money back, and for some of their customers, it probably brought them back into stores. Maybe even some new people went in and thought, okay, at least they're trying to do something. So they can buy back some goodwill, because this isn't just Loblaws, right? This is also Shoppers Drug Mart. They've got a family of businesses. One of your callers said that she's going to boycott. So that's pretty significant. $12 million for them is literally a drop in the bucket to fix it, but it's symbolic that they're hearing. They're not tone deaf, 
and they understand that you can still be committed to the environment, you can still be supportive of government programs, but you don't need to take the money, you can have that money go elsewhere. I do want to point out one thing, though, that your other guest has brought up, is that it's incredibly unfair, so many of these government programs. As a small business owner myself, you would never even think of going for some of these things, because the cost of the applications and the time and the consulting needed to navigate all the red tape and these structures around programs like this, it's just not fair for the average medium or small business. And so these large corporations are always going to be at the front of the line, however they figure out to do that. So I think that the Westons, personally, for their brand, for their family's brand, to stop these questions about whether or not they are somehow allied with the Liberal Party, they should just go ahead and give that $12 million back, but still do their fridges. And Ryan, what would you say are the chances of that happening? I mean, as as an optimist, I'd like to hope that it's something that they seriously consider. Um, but I, I think the point, as she hit the nail uh, right on the head, is uh, whenever these sort of programs are, are presented, you know, they like to say that anybody can apply. But realistically, if you're a small business owner, not only is the education on the government's behalf of what's out there incredibly poor, but once you get into the process, you're sort of automatically screened out because of the amount of time and effort and oftentimes money it takes just to get through the application process, whether or not you win. So, I mean, the message to government there is you guys got to consider who your actual audience is. There are way more small and medium-sized businesses out there than there are, you know, Loblaws-sized monoliths. Cater to them, make it a process that they can get through, make it fair. Okay, let's hear from Karen in Orangeville. Hi, Karen. Hi, how are you? Too? Oh, it's snowing up here in Orangeville. Oh, I don't know dear. what it's doing. <laughs> no, it's it? not not yet, but we've been warned, maybe. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying just sitting back and watching uh, Justin Trudeau's swagger <laughs> becoming a little bit of a limp day by day, but Regarding the uh, $12 million to Loblaws, um, let's not forget about the factory in Bangladesh that, that came tumbling down and killed a whole bunch of people, yep. making Joe Fresh. And Gail and Weston had to be publicly shamed into um, reimbursing any of those people. I believe it was 300 bucks. He, he managed to cut checks for, for each person killed or something to that effect. But, uh, I think Marketplace did a big story on it, and it was it was horrendous that he had to actually be publicly shamed into, you know, uh, making some settlement, such as it wasn't, with, with these poor people. Do you so, shop yeah, at Loblaws, Karen? Pardon me? Do you shop at Loblaws? Loblaw? No, I don't, actually. But I don't know if Sobeys, I don't know. I, I go into Sobeys and Zares, but I'm not really sure if they're part of you know, Oshawa Wholesale. I don't know who owns who anymore. Well, you know? Sobeys so, owns Sobeys. <laughs> Sobeys owns so yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm more likely, I just uh, shop for myself, so I'm more likely to just go to smaller independent places because I kind of shop day by day, you know? Okay, well, um, that's good that you're shopping at independent places, keeping them in business. Thanks for your call. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, let's go. Okay, Louise in Oakville. Hi, Louise. Hi. Go ahead. Hello. Yes, go ahead. You're on the air. I'm in support of this. Um, It is for climate change, and um, I think that this is going to make a huge impact. As it was stated, uh, Loblaws is going to be putting $100 million into um, their part of this, and uh, I think that uh, it's, it's just great. 
Okay, well, that certainly is a contrary view. Uh, thank you for sharing that with us. So not everyone agrees. Thanks, Louise. You're welcome. Okay. Bill, do you agree uh, with Louise? Well, actually, you know, I survived the ozone uh, hole in the ozone. Remember acid rain and I, I, how many others? Global warming to me, it's just, it's, it's a scam right from the get-go. I've lived on this planet for 60 years and I noticed zero change in the weather. Okay, well, uh, we're, we're not debating climate change here, Bill. What do you think about this uh, well, grant? Instead of me subsidizing billionaires I've, and government, they create a whole bureaucracy, right, where they're, they're going to take my tax dollars and give me more back, <laughs> it's magic. How about they just... Stop taxing me. Stop charging me $5 more for a tank of gas. Uh, consumers' uh, gas with Enbridge now has applied for an 11% increase because of the carbon tax. Why don't they leave my money with me? So maybe I could get a high-efficiency furnace, or maybe they could retrofit my windows, and maybe I could do something for the planet. Don't uh, you think that would be more efficient than, than Catherine McKenna getting involved in this kind of nonsense? Uh, well, um, a lot of people would agree with you there, Bill. Thanks for your call. Thank you. Okay, let's go to Terry in Toronto. Hi, Terry. Hi, Libby. I just want to say that in my view, this Loblaw issue is simply a kickback in disguise. And I'm very disappointed that our current prime minister is not promoting country unity. He's focusing on SNC-Lavalin, on Loblaw, probably prime donors to the liberal cause, and where's Alberta? Where's where's the other half of our country? No focus on there. Hmm. Okay. Anything else, Terry? Oh, that's everything. Highly oh. disappointed. Okay, Terry. Thank you for that. Thank you. Okay. I mean, you know, if 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 our callers here today are are any kind of indication, then it's not just Loblaw that is under fire because of this, but it's it's blowback on the Liberal government. Uh, Ryan, you know, you have government relations people. Are you going to harness that in some way? Well, I, I mean, I think that's uh, something that's been driving a lot of our pushback on the carbon tax since day one. This is not for us an issue of uh, whether or not we need to do something to help the environment. I mean, our members are very environmentally friendly. When we survey, a lot of them have gone so far as to, you know, change out their lights, retrofit their windows, bring in more energy efficient equipment. They want to do that. What this comes down to for us is fairness. I mean, right now it's, it's the small business owner that's being left holding the bag. We need a, a program that fights uh, the climate change, that, you know, fights to make the environment better but is fair to small business owners and doesn't leave them subsidizing everyone else. Okay. And uh, Laura Babcock. Well, I think that what Trudeau is vulnerable here is just with SNC-Lavalin, they might have had the legislation that could be applied, but it was a decision made by a prosecutor that said, no, SNC-Lavalin did not fit the deferred uh, option because of their of how many people were involved in the history and, and the level of what they had been accused of. And so I think it's similar with what's going on with Loblaws, that this was the first time that Loblaws, you know, the story came out that, oh, there's $12 million going to a, a company that doesn't need it. Canadians would say, oh, I don't like that. But that's not who Loblaws has become in terms of their public 
perception the last few years, their brand is really damaged. And because they've fronted their brand with an individual and the person of Galen Weston, now it becomes personal. Canadians have a personal target that they look at and say, you're, as one of your callers said, you're having to be shamed to help those people after that, that factory burned down. You're having, you're fighting against minimum wage increases. You're all of these things. Now it looks as though Loblaws is a bad actor, much like SNC Lavalin didn't set the criteria for that deferment, according to the prosecution in Ottawa. So it looks as though the, the Trudeau government is aligning itself with not just large companies and maybe trying to save jobs and make a big impact on the environment, but with companies that whose brands are not helping the now diminished brand of the PMO's office. So. This is a big opportunity to your question about is there going to be some harnessing of this in the election against the, the Trudeau government. This is a big opportunity for the opposition parties and for the NDP as well around the jobs and whatnot to go after them and say, are you for small business? Who are you really for? And what kind of ethics do you have if these are the businesses that you're going to bat for? Okay. And uh, Ryan, what would you like to leave us with? Uh, I, I think the uh, question that uh, Ms. Babcock just raised, who are you really for? I mean, the, the small business owner, we've, we've heard this government say it, we've heard many governments say it, that's the lifeblood of Canada's economy. Um, and on this, they're being left holding the bag at the expense of the big businesses. So we'd like to see uh, government, we'd like to see all parties step up in the uh, election campaign and, and, you know, say, what are you going to do for small business to help them navigate through this? Okay. Well, I think uh, this isn't going away anytime soon. Thank you so much, Ryan Malo, Director of Provincial Affairs for the CFIB, and Laura Babcock, President of Power Group Communications. Thanks so much. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.